Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This could be arguably the most important day of your life. Don't be nervous, don't be boring, and don't forget the words. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. This is a place where kids and families can come and kind of bounce around, but you need something, and I'm going to have everyone do it like a magic chant. Uh, all right, you guys ready? Because when we're talking inflatables, you need something that's been inflated. Are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, repeat after me. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Abracadabra, one, two, three. Now it's time to see what we see. I'm sorry, the question again, Dave? And now, like he wouldn't walk around with his penis up. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Monday morning, the 12th of August. Hey, you guys, how's it going? Please, everything's <laughs> fine with your mic now. You can talk at normal. Just want to make sure it's not too loud. Please stop uh, doing uh, that. Uh, I was saying earlier. Had a problem? Oh, oh today? Yeah. He had an issue. It was too loud, mm-hmm. and then it was fixed. Right. Yet he decided to do an ASMR version. The whole time I'm trying to do paperwork. How about now, Elliot? It was a lot, and it was creepy, and I didn't enjoy it. Ellie doesn't ask for a lot. It's a couple minutes. Just normal voice. Normal. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I wasn't, like, blowing out her ears or anything like Please, that. stop it. Is this okay? This is fine. It's, wanna... it's actually a little too loud. If yeah, I do you want to, like, slowly eat a cookie <laughs> or, like, touch bubble wrap or something? First, we're going to listen to the sound of my beer. Oh. Then I get beer mugs? Yep. Come on. It's the sound of his beard. I don't... No one... Uh, no. No one. I agreed. How dare you? No one. What? What is beard? What is he doing now? What is it? Oh. I don't... My God. What? think we need I that. Don't. What it's, is happening? It's before 6 a.m. so we can play. <laughs> Good point. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just tapping. Doesn't mean we have to laugh. Oh, okay. Tapping what? Tapping. <laughs> hey, uh, party people. It is. Hey, what's happening? How was everybody's weekend? Good. Yeah, Fantastic. I'm all right. The least amount of sleep I've gotten so far. All right. Oh, good. Maybe. So I'm delirious. You only have a few more years of that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently... Chance's uh, at- baby's exceptional, though, as far as being, like, yeah. quiet and playing along and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't think in six months he's good. He wasn't, like, crying or... He just needs to eat. Yeah. Yeah. He needs yeah. to survive. Kids, huh? Yeah. I have to keep him alive. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kevin and Allie are both on a, uh, a worldwide soccer tour, apparently. That's happening? Allie, you went to a soccer game? I went to uh, LAFC last night. Mm-hmm. It was rad. Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. What was How your soccer? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine, I went to uh, Portland. Wow. Took my daughter to watch the Portland Thorns, which is the women's league, and then mm-hmm. also saw the Timbers. The Thorns and the Timbers. Uh-huh. A lot of wood up yep. there. Portland. A lot of wood. <laughs> <laughs> there was. 
Allie, tell us about the Falcon. Oh, Eric Garcetti was the one. Every every game, they release Ollie the Falcon and then let him fly around in a circle mm-hmm. at these games. He's like mm-hmm. their mascot, I guess. And I just remember hearing Will Ferrell in here explaining like how you're supposed to remain calm and the Falcon will just leave your arm. It's easy, right? This Falcon left Mayor Garcetti's arm, flew around once, flew around twice, and then the guy had some... Something on a string where he was trying to, I don't know, slow him down or what it was. Okay. But he wound up nailing Ollie the Falcon. (laughs) And so Ollie went lower and then went behind us to the section behind us and was like dive bombing people in that section. Fantastic. And I was like, this is the greatest game ever. And my friend's like... No, I think it's because he got hit. I think something's wrong with Ollie. Oh, I'm like, no. Oh, that's not great. That's not fantastic. And then he just landed right by the guy he was supposed to. But I'm like, I don't think he was supposed to get hit with that big swing. No, I would thing. No. doubt that. Yeah. No, nobody goes to a soccer game expecting to get hit with a Falcon, by the way. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, I do. <laughs> true. To be you honest. Do. Yeah, really? that's why I haven't went. I, I, need, I need that to happen that's once and then I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Very well, then. The Falcon has spoken. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it Good was times. incredible. What'd you do, B? Um, I had a lot going on this weekend. I had a, uh, first of all, my uh, mother-in-law's uh, birthday party was yesterday. Ah, you love that. Which somehow ended up being at our house. Mm-hmm. But my wife did make a six-layer oh, yeah. six chocolate cake, though. So I was oh, not mad at that. It was kind of worth sitting through everything else to get to that. That's pretty strong. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And we had a very promising visitor to the house on Saturday who may be buying it. All right. <gasps> wow. So that's great news. All right. So fingers crossed. Okay. Fingers crossed. She said it was the most beautiful house she'd ever seen in her life. Wow. So that to me indicates that perhaps she's considering <laughs> an offer. So this is the most beautiful house I've ever been to. I'm out. <laughs> I hate beauty. So anyway, so fingers crossed that right. uh, that works out. Excellent. Uh, do we have time for a thing? Sure. I'll make it fast. This, uh, You're going to have to r- make it fast still. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do uh, it kind of quick. I'll make it fast. Okay. Oh. His name is uh, Shai Wirtz. He is the star quarterback at Georgia Southern University, and he was pulled over for speeding in South Carolina. He um, is a redshirt junior who is a sensation, by the way. He set passing records at GSU last year. He left his grandmother's apartment in Clinton, South Carolina, for the nearly three-hour uh, drive back to college when he was pulled over just after 9 p.m. on July 31st. According to the police report, he was clocked traveling at 80 miles an hour and did not immediately stop for officers. This is interesting, by the way, and this isn't even the point of the story, but he later told officers the reason he didn't pull over is he did not feel safe pulling over on a dark, remote road. I mean, if you're a black guy in South Carolina and the cops are behind you, I don't blame him for thinking about that. Don't trust Whitey. Thank you. He called 911 to say, here's what's going on. They're asking me to pull over, but I'm going to make it to a better lit town. I'm going to go to the town ahead and park someplace where other people can see me. How far is the town ahead? Doesn't say, but he says... Six hours. Just six hours. (laughs) He says to 911, I'm not going to pull over in a dark area where no one around can see. You know what's going on with the world. No offense to you, but I just didn't feel comfortable. So they pull him over. And they zero in on some white powder on the hood of his car, which mm-hmm. the police officer immediately says, what's with all this cocaine on the hood of your car? Mm-hmm. Now, this to me is a curious conclusion to jump to. Pretty quickly. Because, yeah. Because who smears cocaine? Yeah, that's a waste. All over the hood of his car. No one. Yeah. Like, why would there be cocaine? And even if you had used the hood of your car to, you know, to take a bump or something, 
the, whatever's left is going to blow off in a when you're driving, right? Yeah. That seems like science, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think sure. so. So they did the, uh, they have, uh, what, are they, uh, what do they call those? The, uh, the devices that they use to test drugs. Mm-hmm. It's a, a field testing drug kit. And it came back as cocaine. Whoa. What? So they arrested him. That is a terrible cocaine user. <laughs> they arrested him and put him in jail. The, the football player, Mr. Wirtz, is like, look, it's bird poop. I'm telling you, I've tried to wash it off the car. All I did was smear it all over the hood. But I'm telling you, I've never used cocaine uh, it is just bird poop, and the police said, "Well, the bird inhaled a lot of cocaine then, because oh, no. <laughs> because it is cocaine." Well, he was, uh, as you can imagine, he was uh, suspended, and he was not allowed to uh, practice. He was banned from the season opening game while the case played out, and he got a call on Thursday while he was in a meeting with coaches and players with from his attorney saying that the case had been dropped. It turned out to be a false. Positive. Oh, are you kidding? It was, wow. in fact, bird poop. Don't never, ever trust Whitey. Apparently, these field testing drug kits happen all the time, not only from officer errors with the way they're administered, but the weather can be a factor and poor lighting, which I don't understand. And as many as one in three tests come <gasps> back wrong. Okay, maybe we need to stop those yeah, tests? Yeah, no kidding. Yes. I can't believe them? they'll make those decisions on one test. Yes. I, I feel like you would at least run it twice. Yes, great point. I would, I would think so, too. Hmm. He, by the way, is handling this in a way that I would not expect. I would think that he would be suing or would be doing something these Killed days. Killed the cops? Uh, no, what? not that. Uh, his attorney said the quarterback has no plans to seek an apology even from the sheriff's department. They had a pretty credible basis for pursuing and ultimately stopping him. That is speeding, the attorney said. Then they didn't do anything wrong by attempting to collect evidence. It tested positive, so they were acting within the bounds of the law at the time. So he's kind of given them a pass on saying, look, it was just improper equipment, in effect, an ineffective drug test. How off is that equipment? It's bird poop. I know. Versus yes, cocaine. It's yes, not a- exactly, Kevin. It's not, it's not even like it was something in the drug area. Or are we supposed to be sniffing bird poop? <laughs> You know what? I mean, plot twist. Is that the new it, challenge? The new internet does. challenge? <laughs> Beer bug, get on that, would you? <laughs> what do you have? It's cheap. <laughs> Don't have to pay a lot. Cheap, cheap. Get it? Because it's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Show, shall we? Mind blowing. Right. Comedian Jimmy Pardo. Hmm. He's my closest friend in show business. Says Bean. Mm-hmm. Jimmy doesn't really back that, but okay. All right. I mean, uh, it's a it's a little it's a little one way, and by a little you mean he would. When was the last time you saw him? When he did uh, April Fool's this two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. <laughs> Rejected. Bef- that is a very close friend. <laughs> but before that, it had not been a long time. I had never met him. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, we're going to tell you, tell you about the uh, latest uh, Vegas singles party. Uh oh, coming up this morning. This is. Uh, we're going to lose some people on that it's trip. Good times. Yeah, we are. We're going to lose some people. It's good times. They better do a head count every 15 minutes <laughs> on that bus. I feel like they should all hold hands while walking, like, <laughs> yes. like elementary school kids. Like the string. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, guys. It's cool because Kevin's in charge. Oh, right. right. That's what everyone should think. Oh, God. Uh, who's the dick? Brand new uh, episode of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, great news, because it's Monday. Plus, we're going to tell you how you can win an uh, intimate show with Billie Eilish and yeah. 20 of your friends. That's so cool. Wow. And the 2019 Honda Fit. This 20 is greatest... friends get a car? No, no, no. no, Just, no, no you no. get the car. Uh-huh. Friends get the concert. Oh, that still works. 
Historics, right? That is a big yeah. prize. We it's will, a huge prize. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. All right, Allie, what have we missed this weekend? Time for what's happening. Any of you seen any movies this weekend? Did not. No. Not technically okay. in the theater. No. All right. Bean I usually see three to five right. per weekend. Okay. But you had a lot of stuff going on. I've basically I just thrown my arms up in the air yeah. regarding going yeah. to a movie theater. Yeah. With yeah, I, when you have a little one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm excited when they they come to, you know, on demand. I, I, I catch a lot of them that way. I feel like something cool was on the island this weekend, though. Um, Something cool was on... Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday's on the island right mm-hmm. now. Yes, I've not seen that. Okay, cool. Uh, well, Hobbs and Shaw stayed ahead of the new releases and some holdovers at the box office with another $25 million in its second weeking, weekend. What? Mm-hmm. That pushes the Fast and Furious spinoff to a 10-day domestic total of $108 million. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was the top new release that landed in second place with $20.8 million. Could take Adler to see that. Yeah, sure. Oh, come on. He, I would love it. Yeah, he came and opened his eyes. <laughs> the Lion King added another $20 million for third place, now a global total of $1.33 billion. I hear it is the uh, highest grossing animated movie of all time now. Highest grossing release ever. It's not, it, $20 million and it's, what, fourth Fifth week? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's doing pretty good, you guys. Doing pretty good. Dora and the Lost City of Gold opened to $17 million for fourth place. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came in fifth. It's now the first original film of 2019 to surpass $100 million domestically. Oh, they make original films? Well, uh, not a lot. And okay. if they do, uh, not a lot of people are seeing them because this is the first one to surpass $100 million domestically. How about that? How about that? Oh, Bean, I thought about you immediately. Less than a year after getting married... Might it be over for Miley Cyrus and Liam Please don't Hemsworth? don't bring this up so early. I, I I'm not ready for it. I gotta have some coffee first. I get it. I get I, it. I I, 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 le- I le- legitimately don't mourned. Even, uh, I mourned don't this even, weekend. Stop I'm, not, that. I'm not kidding. You're I was, misusing the worst legitimately. I, I, I mourned. I was. I'll let Allie explain why. But I was sad as if it was a friend that That's, it happened to. You should insane. get actual friends. And then oh. you'll realize the difference. I'm telling you, you can you can root for people, Kevin. Yeah. We've had this conversation before. You can root for people. Yes, but are you devastated when they yes. break up? No. Well, Unless you're, you're a crazy like, person. I'm, t- I'm telling you you're that a if, crazy person. if Nick Offerman oh, and Megan Mullally no, broke don't up, you dare. Allie would not come to work. Don't I'm you telling even you, put that out to the universe. She would not be able to get dressed and leave her home if that happened because that's the kind of love we aspire to. Well, there's uh, you don't have me. any there's idea they, what kind of love there is there. Uh, they've been together for a bit longer than Miley and Liam. I uh, feel who like. have been together almost 11 years, by the way. Oh, okay. Yes. Not married. Oh, you're married. bringing the no, crazy no. extra hard today, huh? Yeah. They've been together 10 and a half years. So that's a legitimate relationship that I was very invested in. Well, uh, they have asked uh, for everyone to please respect their process and their privacy. Uh, their process and privacy apparently involves Miley um, in Italy with Brody Jenner's ex-wife, Caitlin Carter, mm-hmm. who now there's discussion, were they ever really married or not, uh, Caitlin Carter and Brody Jenner, but that's neither here nor there. Here's what's here and there. Uh, cuddling, mm-hmm. kissing. Yeah. Swimming by the pool? Yeah. Not trying to hide it at all. Hot girl summer. Right, mm. Miley? Oh, no. 
So she's just, you know, sometimes when you when you separate, you you go through it. Sure. She's just going through it with her with her friend, Caitlin. This party lit. <laughs> Bean. Bean. Legitimately. Bean, she sounds like she's fine. What do you what what, what, what do you use that about? Legitimately. Because they've been through so much together. Mm-hmm. I mean, their house burned down in November, mm-hmm. for instance, okay? So Which they don't have to been... split that up. <laughs> That's not the point. Oh, okay. The point Sorry. is they've been on an emotional roller coaster, uh-huh. and then they got married, and I thought, this is, I'm so happy to see, they both seem like great kids, and I want to see them happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is just. Maybe they're Tr- happiest now. Miley sounds very happy yeah. right now. Miley's doing good. Hi. She's she's uh, you either cry or laugh, and I think that's what she's doing. Is she's just she's trying to figure out a way to put yeah. on a brave uh, face. A little more than laughing. No, she's she's definitely boning her friend uh, Caitlin, who is now Hello. seems more than a friend. My point is, she's in a lot Love of pain, us. and this she is her process. Yeah. This I is her process. Okay, all right. I'm very sad. Okay. It's a, it's amazing. <laughs> I came in today. It really is. I. I didn't know. I was kind of kidding when I started the story about you you being upset. But no, no one in their right mind would actually be upset about this. Bean is morning more than Miley. Really, Bean? Really? Yes, really. Well, well, let's just wrap this up with some some birthdays. Okay, some happier news. I hope. Yeah, (laughs) Yvette Nicole Brown. Cara Delevingne, Pete Sampras, Peter Krause, Julio Urias. Huh? Dodgers pitcher? Huh? Well done. Thank you. And perhaps you know him from this tune. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. That is uh, Owl City. That is Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, How right. dare you? Happy right. birthday, sir. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. So we come back into work today here on a Monday, and there are two huge things going on at the same time. We just heard Billy Eilish. You want to go to krock.com to get all the details on how you can have an intimate performance with Billy and win a new car. We'll tell you more about that later. And the other thing, Kevin, mm-hmm. involves you mm-hmm. and a bunch of Kevin and Bean listeners on a party bus going to your favorite city in the whole world. Ah! What are you with Vegas? It's Kevin's party bus, the Vegas Singles Party. We loaded uh, enough booze on the beer for the entire city of Las Vegas. Vegas, <laughs> baby! <laughs> Fortunately, all that <laughs> happened on a party bus, yes. <laughs> oh, no. These, uh, these party buses are uh, a one-of-a-kind experience, aren't they? Yeah, it's really I mean, fun. I think most people, most majority, Majority have survived. Sure. Although some people really pre-party too hard. Uh-huh. So they start drinking like way early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Get on the bus. By yeah. the time you get to like Barstow, they're out. They're or, done. Or where, yeah. It's just they're so you pace yourselves. That's great advice because by it's a time trip. by time you get to Nevada, half of the bus is sound asleep yes. and the other half is either throwing up or trying not to. <laughs> So it's the uh, Kevin Party Bus. You and three friends will join us in Vegas at our singles party. It's next weekend, a week from Friday, August Mm -hmm. 23rd and 24th. I'm sorry, uh, 23rd to 25th. Um, Kevin already lost today. (laughs) Have you been on the bus? (laughs) Here's here's a call from Muggs on a previous singles trip to Vegas. It's Beer Mug, and I'm in the first night in Vegas, and I'm already lost 400 I hate gambling, man. But I love it. <laughs> I 
Turn around. I have some tape that I have not heard in years, but this is our former producer, Lightning, on a party bus to Las Vegas as well. And this will give you an idea of the uh, the tenor of the ride. We're going to find the chick that threw She's up. She's sick! She threw up! Where is she? she sucks! Yeah, that's sad. Hold on. Is she still in there? Yeah, the door's locked. Am I standing? Oh! We're standing in it! <laughs> That is disgusting. Okay, so that's... Are you trying to get people to sign up? I would would prefer not to be, quote, standing in it. Yeah. Right? If that's an option. Like uh, like a man on the radio once said, pace yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What you need to do is go to krock.com and upload a video of yourself, a minute or less, telling us why you want to party in Vegas. And by the way... We assume you like to party. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and leave that part out. Yeah, and, we get it. And you like to have fun. We, mm-hmm. we, we Both, get yes. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also what you're looking to get out of the trip. So just oh, kind of sell, sell yourself in a minute why you want to party in Vegas and what you're looking for to get out of the trip. Now, So in other words, some people may be going for the gambling. Some yes. people may be going for the hookup. Some people may be going to meet their, 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 their forever partner. Some people might be going to meet babies, as this guy says. Uh, we already have some applicants already. Mm-hmm. Tell me if uh, William rubs you the wrong way. Kevin and Bean, I need this Vegas trip so I could have a boys weekend out looking for some hot babies in Las Vegas. Mm, oh, no. Now me up with some tickets. <laughs> I, I don't How love do we babies. feel about that? Is it a toilet baby? <laughs> I don't love hot babies. No. I either. No. I mean, I would see them at Lollapalooza. I don't think I want to hang out with Evan William. <laughs> Here's uh, Jeanette, who's already entered. Hi everyone, my name is Jeanette in Bellflower. My friends and I are looking to come back with a tan and a memorable weekend. We're always looking for Mr. Right. But since we're trying to close out our summer with the bang, Mr. Right now will be just fine. Okay. Yeah, she's in, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah she's turning in. <laughs> that is the right attitude. Yes. That's now, the right attitude. You keep yourself open to whatever happens because you're going to Las Vegas with a bunch of K-Rock listeners. I have uh, two more. One is Ralph. And Ralph is in a bar recording this. And he's at a bar... Most importantly, with his mom. What? Messages for Johnny Cantrell. That's uh, Beer Mm -hmm. I'm trying to meet you in Las Vegas. And uh, I need to find me a pretty lady, according to my mother, because she wants me to find someone to marry. She's over here. She's, like, looking like she's completely smashed. (laughs) Um, Before you go on. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Jensen. Yeah. Allie. Uh Uh-huh. Beer mug. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to a bar with your, with your mother? No. no. Ever. No. One Never time. Happened. No, yes. not in a million Never years. Happened. No one even considered it. It's just a weird thing. But it, it is. But at least I, mom comes through on this yeah. video and helps sell it. I'd actually just, leave a bar if my mom was there. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to meet you in Las Vegas. And uh, I need to find me a pretty lady, according to my mother, because she wants me to find someone to marry. She's over here. <laughs> You're supposed to say something about hey, me not only finding a wife. Woman, but someone that's going to love him and respect All right, she's drunk. Give <laughs> <laughs> me up, y'all. I'll join you. <laughs> He's in. I will accept him only if he comes with his mom. He has to. <laughs> Because <laughs> his mom sees like she's the partier. <laughs> All right, so those are three examples of people who have already uploaded their videos. And finally, we always have to include a how not to. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. helpful. So this guy is literally, he's got his phone, maybe arm's length. Maybe mm-hmm. he's videoing himself. Mm-hmm. And so that's baffling as to why it sounds like this. When I meet the right girl, I mean, I work for 
<laughs> again, again, maybe three feet from the, maybe three feet from the front phone. I'm ready to see the world with someone. <laughs> That's the only part you can hear. He's ready to see the world. We're not going to the world. We're going to Vegas. Got a loose connection there. All right. So it's super easy to enter. It is next weekend. So make sure you're available to go next weekend. Uh, it is a two night hotel stay with our friends at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Super fun. All you do is go to krock.com and upload a video of yourself. One minute or less, please. These are great examples that you've just right? provided mm-hmm. here, Kevin. Telling us why you want to party in Las Vegas on Kevin's party bus. By the way, uh, pool party involved as well, I understand? I believe pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's the whole uh, it's the whole Vegas experience. KROCK.com is where you go to enter. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on KROCK. K-Rock. Turns out we've got some hoarders on this show, Kevin. I found right. out on Friday. <laughs> so that'll be coming up. First, though, it was quite a uh, weekend for bad news. You know, hashtag Clinton body count and all that. But we are ready to make you erase that from your memory as we bring you some great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for... Is it uh, ever a good sign if you get an anonymous note on your door from a neighbor? Nope. Does anyone ever just leave you a note to say, hey, just want to make sure you're having a great day. I'm here next door. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. You know what? I appreciate living next to you. Uh Uh-huh. You're doing everything right. It sure is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, if it's an anonymous note from a neighbor, it's generally like this one that happened to a woman in Pinson, Alabama. Neighbor. Please take pride and straighten up the exterior of your house. Your eyesore is affecting the resale value of our homes. Who wants to buy a house near you and look at that daily? It does not take that much effort. All you have to do is just give an S. And here's my favorite part. Do better! Exclamation point, (laughs) exclamation point, exclamation point. And uh, there's no question, if you look at the video, uh, uh, Randa Raglan's home was a little unkempt. The yard had not been mowed in a while. The bushes were a little bit out of control. It did look like a place that was not being well taken care of. But the neighbor who left that note had no idea what was going on inside the home. At first, I felt a little angry, but it was like... I just, I didn't have the energy to be negative. Instead, her focus has been on her family, especially her son, three-year-old Jackson. He's autistic and he's also nonverbal. But a few days before his third birthday is when he was diagnosed with uh, neuroblastoma stage four cancer. Okay, so wow, mom's going through a lot right now. When And no wonder she doesn't have time to dwell on this note about her yard, right? She's spending all of her time going back and forth to hospitals and doctor's visits and everything else. Raglan says Jackson has been hospitalized over 20 times and has had seven surgeries. She wanted people to know, so she shared his story and the note on Facebook. My whole point was to show people you never know. You don't know what somebody's going through. You know, kindness goes such a long way. And as is always the case on these great news stories, once that got up on Facebook, the community could not have worked harder to help this woman. 
automatically landscaping companies showed up. People showed up. They brought groceries. People showed up to babysit. People showed up to do everything they could, including one man, by the way, who lost his own six-year-old daughter to that same kind of cancer just a few weeks ago. And he said, this is making me feel so much better, you know, because I'm doing this in memory of my little girl, Lulu, and I'm so happy to be able to help, you know, help Jackson out. Uh, And these people just came together like crazy. And I hope the neighbor was aware of that. He put up another side. Come on, let's pick it up. (laughs) Right? It's like too many people here. What's going on with the parking? (laughs) Seriously. But what do we always say about great news? If you point people in the direction of where they can help, people are going to help. So this story does, in fact, have a happy ending. Fingers crossed for little Jackson that he's going to be okay. But uh, the fact that the neighbors came through and helped them out, and uh, and this was a real step in the direction of help for a woman who really, really needed it. And that's my great news! Uh, mine is Peyton Madden, who is a kid in El Dorado, Kansas. And when he was three, he was diagnosed with a rare genetic disease called Xeroderma pigmentosum. Hmm. Sounds like a Harry Potter spell, but here's the mom uh, explaining what it is. XP is a rare genetic disease where a person's body doesn't heal from DNA. Like you and I, we go out in the sun, we get skin damage. Our bodies are going to repair that in roughly six hours. For Peyton and other people with XP, their bodies don't repair that. So all of his sun damage is cumulative. Five seconds here, ten seconds there adds up in the long run. He's not going to go out and play baseball, and he doesn't get to go and swim. And you see the birthday parties that he's not invited to because they don't know how to handle what he has. Very difficult. And you see him in the I've never, uh, I've never heard. I haven't either. Maybe I have. Is this the one where you basically dress up like a beekeeper every time Mm -hmm. you go out? Yeah, you have to wear a space suit. A space suit. Right. Right. Okay. And he has to wear that to school, and of course, and then they time it so that there is. 30 minutes at the end of every day where the sun is low enough that it won't hurt him, but it's still kind of light. And he just waits and waits and waits. And then he goes out for that 30 minutes and goes crazy. Well, the town of El Dorado got together and they orchestrated a special day for Peyton, which they turned daytime into nighttime. And at night, they put up all these lights and they had a pool party and the whole town came out. Awesome. And it was a complete surprise to Peyton, who's pedaling his bike. He's trying to figure out why there's a marching band and what's happening. (laughs) And he pulls up and the whole city is there to have a daytime with him that he can participate in without wearing the beekeeper suit. That's awesome. Well, there are a lot of things that happen in El Dorado that happen during the day. This is uh, the mayor. Playing outside, going to the pool, that Peyton doesn't always get to enjoy as much as the rest of us. So tonight is special because we're turning nighttime into day just for you. Flipping day and night is, is an amazing idea. Peyton gets to be outside not wearing his gear. He's having a blast. Tonight is something that he will remember for the rest of his life. It makes me feel loved and appreciated. I mean, I saw people from work, from church, from town. This is going to be life-changing for him to see a community come out and be interested in him. How cool is that? That's awesome. The whole community was out there throwing a big party. He just turned around the corner and there was the whole town lit up. It was amazing. And that's my great news. Oh, we've often commented on the show, uh, air travel, not real fun <laughs> at all. It's super stressful if you're running a little bit late, then TSA, oh my God, I can't get... It's just not a good time. 
Well, this will change your whole view of people on planes because this is so beautiful. And I want to thank listener Sandy for sending this to me. A man is being called a flight angel for comforting and helping out a 96-year-old woman who was traveling alone for the first time in decades. Nope. No. Again, not, not like that at all. Uh, Megan Ashley, who was a passenger on the Southwest Airlines flight from San Diego to Nashville on the 29th of July, took to Facebook to share the kind act. She explained that the elderly woman was flying to Kansas City to see her family for her birthday, but was terrified of flying. And luckily, the man next to her was happy to help her out. She asked for, nope, again, not not perverted at, at all. Uh, she asked for the man's hand during takeoff and hugged him again when experiencing some turbulence. And oh, yeah. Nope, just holding, <laughs> holding her hand, keeping her calm is what was happening. Uh, explained everything that was going on and simply was just there for her and that didn't end you know just as they were sitting there nope uh he helped her stand nope uh to get to the restroom watched her as she carefully walked down the aisle he helped her get her bag helped her get off the plane uh put her in a wheelchair she got a little confused at one point wondering where her daughter went he stayed with her until the daughter who got separated from her could come back are you he ready was... to get sexy no none of this is sexy he nope again no pony involved what? just a lovely lovely young man that was <laughs> Just uh, comforting a sound effect or something you could do yourself. Comforting a stranger on a flight. Oh. On a flight so uh, that's my uh, that's my great news. Oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. You got a free concert by Billie Eilish for you and twenty friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, that's amazing, by the way. And then that's not enough. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you a 2019 Honda Fit. What? A, an actual car. A car. Yes. Uh, summer, summer means uh, stickers here at K-Rock. And once again this year, we have a brand new limited edition K-Rock Billie Eilish sticker, which you can pick up for free at any SoCal Hot Topic location. And then we ask that you upload a selfie of you with your new K-Rock sticker on Instagram. Tag everybody. Use the hashtag K-Rock Billie and you are entered. That's as simple as that. All you have to do is go to krock.com for all the details. By the way, I just can't even imagine you and 20 friends at a Billie Eilish no, that'd be pretty performance. Cool. And then you drive uh, there and back with your brand new 2019 Honda Fit. So this is one of the coolest prizes we've had in a long time. And uh, again, all you have to do is go to any SoCal Hot Topic location to pick up your sticker. Then go to Character.com for all the details on how to enter. All right. uh, We have spoken many times on this program about how Jensen is, well, he crazy when it comes to collecting Blu-rays and DVDs. That he's not going to watch. That he's not going to watch, most of which well, are still sealed. One day, watch. Yeah. One day when you get a bad disease. Yeah, polio, like, like polio right? or, <laughs> or polio, yeah. or like, yeah, any of those. I have enough to watch, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Jensen, wouldn't you imagine in Southern California, mm-hmm. there are, I'm going to just say it, dozens, maybe a hundred people who have more DVDs and Blu-rays than you do. Oh, I would think so, oh, I yeah. Guess so, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, and you have how many? What number are you up to? Well, I have this app on my phone, my movies, that, that I catalog all of them on. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is very smart because when you're shopping, it's nice to have a reference point to know what you already have. Very much. Because uh, I've, I've repurchased things before not knowing. You're a gigantic dork. Uh, 603 is what's listed wow. in my collection. And then there's some that aren't in there, so I'd probably think about 625. All right, 625. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about that before. 
And then we're, we're talking on Friday during the show, and somehow baseball caps came up. Yeah. And Mug steps up and says what? I have over 100 uh, mostly Dodger hats and other other hats, yeah. He, but he casually goes, how many hats do you guys have? And I go, I don't know. I probably have like 30. And Allie says, I, I have a lot. I have a lot, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. And then he goes, I have 100 hats. And he just steps away. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 100. 100 baseball caps. Most of them never even worn. What? What? How come? Uh, I think most of them are like kind of like rare releases. Uh-huh. So I don't want to get my sweat and gook on them. Yeah, because, I mean, okay. the uh, the resale market on right? hats is just killing it. Through the roof. Yeah, through the roof. It's Look, people, people put their kids through college on hats. Jensen, you kid, but there are some uh, limited edition Dodger hats that people want their hands on. What's your most prized one? I would say the Father's Day Dodger hat of 2017. The light baby blue mm-hmm. with the blue L.A. Uh, that's, a hot mo- that's a hot commodity. Now, will you wear that? No, I have not worn that, nor will I ever. So you're getting getting... in a, like a glass box with lighting? No, they're just they're just up on my shelf. Uh, I, so I took... really protecting That's them a good for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping okay. the dust off them. <laughs> I just give them a, a brush off once in a while. Uh-huh. So do you get do you get no enjoyment from that hat? I I like looking at it. Dork. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Bigger dork. All right. So then DJ Omar Khan steps up, and now we're starting to find out that almost everybody on this show collects something, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't even know how many compact discs I have. I've been collecting them since they became new. I have tens of thousands of yeah. them. You know, and like Jensen, a lot of them still unopened. Okay, so Jensen's got his uh, DVD, Blu-rays, uh, mugs. You got your hats, DJ Omar Khan. You say what? Uh, I collect uh, Coca-Cola memorabilia. Mm. I have a uh, uh, three hundred, four hundred items. I don't know. I lost count. Wow. Uh, everything ranging. You should get an app like really- Jensen has. Yeah, I keep <laughs> track of all of them. Uh, Coca-Cola Hot Wheels, Coca-Cola Lamp, Coca-Cola. Uh, Phone, a uh, bunch of Coca uh, different bottles. Uh, Some of us refer to it as just Coke. Coke? <laughs> yeah, but uh, with, that, with Omar, there could be a misunderstanding there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's a good point. He says cola. That's a good point. Um, one of my prized possessions is a 1940s Coca Cola uh, workerman's jumpsuit. Oh, it's oh, yeah, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. Where does it's this awesome. start? Like, yeah, how did you get into this? this? Uh, this actually started as a joke. Uh, my friend in high school started collecting Pepsi products. This is just a counter move, <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then it just took on a life of its own. Like, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, Omar collects Coke stuff." Like, they thought I was for real. And then I started enjoying it. So, at Christmas, my birthday, everybody would just buy me wow. Coca Cola stuff. Wow. Yeah. I, d- dumb question. Do you enjoy Coca Cola? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Pepsi guy. Cocaine. Sure. Right. Okay. So, okay. Less memorabilia for that, though. Yeah. Do you have, like, a setup? Is it a special oh, area? So my wife was uh, kind enough to uh, give me the kitchen. So you walk into the my kitchen. kitchen? Yeah, and I decked out my entire kitchen and Coca-Cola stuff. Yeah, I have Coca-Cola cookie jars, uh, Coca-Cola... Um, Things where you put flour in and Coca-Cola. Yeah, canisters okay. and stuff. Yeah, everything's all decked out. Three to uh, 400 Coke items, though. Maybe more. I don't know. I lost oh count. Gosh. And then I have stuff in storage because the wife was like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Don't, yeah. get, don't get, get crazy. Yeah. We get it, Omar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we hadn't even uh, given the phone number, but it is 1-800-520-1060. If you want to hear about your collections, if you have a surprising number of things, like Matt, who just emailed us, Dear Kevin and Bean, I have over 250 shot glasses. Whoa. Mm. Says Matt. Alcoholic. And <laughs> and how about Dewey in Riverside? He's on line one already calling in. You won't believe how many of this item he has. Hey, Dewey. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going Great. well. Thank you. Uh, Your collection? 
2,500 Hot Wheels. Whoa. Whoa. 2,500. Now, I know that is a popular collectible around the world, but how many different Hot Wheels have there been? Uh, There's been a lot. I I don't collect the crazy stuff. I collect the cars that you would see on the roads, but there's so many different paint schemes, wheel combinations, and interior combinations that each one's worth value is different. I've been collecting since the early 90s. Do you open them? Um, So half of them are open. Because mm-hmm. I used to display them when I was younger, and the other half are still in their Box. packages. Mm. Wow. So, so you might have like 25 different Mini Coopers because they all look a little different. Yeah, so there's one car that I have that's worth at least $150 because they only did one run of it, and there's a certain paint scheme. It's an old Mercury Cougar or something like that, huh. and it's worth $150. And what's the end game with your collection? <laughs> I mean, what, what's your plan ultimately? Um, I'm going to pass them down to my son. Your son's not going to win. Come on. He collects his own now, right now. Oh, I got you. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so are you out there like every weekend looking for new releases to add to the collection? Uh, yeah, I visit a lot of Targets and Walmarts and whatnot to find that, those specific cars. I'll yeah. bet eBay is your friend as well. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. All right, Dewey, we'll have fun with that. Thank you so much for the call. 1-800-520-1067. We're looking for your collections that other people might say have gotten a little <laughs> out of control. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Let's talk to Sarah in Commerce. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Sarah, we're talking about collections that have... I don't know, maybe too many items in it. What's yours? I know, I know. Mine is a black Santa Clauses. I just love collecting them. My friends, they have everything. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. We thought you said black Santa Clauses. I, yeah, black Santa Clauses. Like figurines? Yes. Where do you, yes. where do you find 200 different black Santa Claus figurines? <laughs> Throughout the years, throughout the years, either I've bought them, my family members have bought them for me, or my friends. Bean is not a fan uh, of that, we found out Friday. Uh, no, I'm very much a fan of that. Uh, <laughs> and I believe the real Santa is black, just like Jesus. Um, what, are your fri- you what do your friends and family think about this collection? Um, you know, they just, you know... Oh, that's just <laughs> Sarah being like Sarah. Oh, yeah, Black Santa exactly. Sarah. Yeah, everybody knows Black Santa Sarah. <laughs> hey, Surprise, yes. if you could ever meet a guy who collects Black Mrs. Clauses, could you imagine oh, a perfect guy? Oh, what a relationship. Good you'd luck be, with that. You'd be in heaven. Uh, All right, Bean, Sarah. that would be a real Wakanda forever, huh? <laughs> I'm not saying it. The Kevin and Bean Show. It's just bad. Very bad. F- Minus. The world-famous K-Rock. I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't be surprised if so many people on this show have collections. So many of our listeners do, too. But we're getting some fantastic calls and emails on this. Um, how about this? Uh, from the 562, Matt in Norwalk. I have every Dodger bobblehead giveaway from the stadium. Oh, my. Wow. That, that is over 120 bobbleheads. That kicks Whoa. your ass of hats. That yeah. kicks your ass. Now, Holy e- crap. Either he is eBaying it up or he goes to every game super early to make sure he's one of the first, you know, usually it's like 20000 or something like that to get a bobblehead. All right, here's one that I think has got to be worth a ton of money, Hold you guys. up, hold up. Knock, knock. Who's there? 
Go Dodgers! Okay, right okay. <laughs> From the 510, my husband has one of the largest collections of Doctor Strange comics and memorabilia in the world. He has thousands of items. It has its own storage center. Storage oh. center? That's what it says. Wow. That, by the way, that's worth something. I would think so. When you get into that comic book memorabilia, I For think sure. that, that, yeah, I think that's worth, especially if it's a collection that big. All right, let's go to our friend uh, John Elisa Viejo, line three, please. We'll go through some more calls. 1 800 520 Hey, John. Hello, Good morning, John. People. Hi. Hey, Hello. what's up? What do you collect? How many? I collect uh, restaurant matchbooks, and I have probably a thousand at least. Wow. Wow. Is this from places you've all been to personally? Yes. So I've got to go to, you know, I had a job where I had to actually travel globally. So I've got, I've got them from all over the world. So, uh, you know, one of the prize ones is from uh, Nobu restaurants. They have a Nobu in Tokyo where they had restaurant matchbook. The rest of the Nobus don't have them. Oh, uh, nice. The, so it's kind of cool. You have yeah. a big display cabinet or are they in a box? I have a display cabinet that my wife uh, has made actually three or four of them. But I also have them in one of these kind of candle hurricane holders. And people have commented, is that really smart You to have these in the house? Yeah. <laughs> this, this could end a lot of collections of yours. <laughs> and the answer to that question is? Uh, no, no, I don't tell okay. my insurance agent. Right. Good. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, enjoy those matchbooks. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Let's go to Erica, line five, please. Your Belinda. I don't think I've ever heard of this as a collection. Hey, Erica. Good morning, guys. What you got? I I have about over two thousand of those flat pennies that you can put in the machine, and you turn the dial and it smashes the penny down. Now uh, I'm just speaking for me, but I saw one of those once, and that was the only time I ever needed to see it. I I was over the excitement of seeing a pressed penny after the first one. Mm-hmm. What keeps you going back for more? They they're it's pressed, Bean. Just... They're flattened out. <laughs> you pay a dollar for this penny. That's amazing. <laughs> No, it's actually fifty cents because okay. you get your penny back. But it's for traveling. It imprints like like this past weekend I was in San Francisco, so I have one of the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Okay. So, so like, is it, like is every that... city you go to have them. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, it's like memorabilia from your from your travels. What's the uh, what what's the furthest away of a press penny that you have? Um, I'm trying to think. When I was a kid, probably Washington DC. Okay. All right. What a traveling to the East Coast. You guys remember they're not the... really I've been to Europe. They're not really a thing in Europe. Okay. All right. I don't think they're much of a thing here, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that uh, Jeopardy contestant, right? Oh yeah. That was so super interesting. Proud of himself. Matt Masick is from Denver, Colorado. He and his wife plan day trips with a specific theme in mind which is that's right you know those penny smashing machines where you can make a souvenir and turn a crank uh we decided to try to visit everyone within 100 miles of denver where we live and took us all over the place uh, including to the top of pike's peak where they actually have one uh when we smashed a penny at fourteen thousand one hundred fifteen feet Okay, good for you. <laughs> okay, good for you. Good sh- for you. It's a shame he's already married. That could have been Erica's soulmate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the 562, good morning. My name is Anthony from Paramount. I have a collection of over 200 empty weed jars mm. and a little over 100 empty weed cartridges. Don't applaud that. They're empty. 
Um, by the way, we didn't check with Muggs. I'm sure he has an equal sure. number. Yeah. From the 818, uh, Robert Woodland Hills, my wife has over 300 Pez dispensers. Oh. We have full-on display cases of them. Pez is another popular collectible, I yeah, guess. True. Yeah, true. All right, let's try Scott Stanton, line one, please. Up next on the Kevin and Bean Show, 1-800-520-1067. Morning, Scott. Good morning. You collect what and how many? I collect Happy Meal toys, and I don't know how many I have. They're just in boxes. You've never opened any of them? Never opened any of them, except if, if I had doubles, because I did it for myself in the 80s, and then when I had kids, I had to get them for the kids. Oh, so my God. Oh, right. Dad wants me to get another toy. I don't even want a kid's <laughs> meal. <laughs> you have been collecting them since the 80s. Yes, sir. Have you ever gone on to eBay to find out if any of them are valuable now? You know, I have not. Um, yeah, don't I worry. Have them. I just have them in boxes in, in their own special place as well that my wife has uh, has happily or, ordained as okay to have. Huh? <laughs> There's got to be a couple that are worth money. Yeah, I would think so because they're all limited edition. Every one of them. I would think so, too. And I, a lot of the people who uh, ate a lot of the Happy Meals are dead now just off pure food <laughs> and fast food. So, like, it, they, their collections are probably just, like, on auction or whatever. I'm surprised I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. Quick reminder, brand-new Kevin and Bean Singles Party is happening not this, but next weekend. Kevin's Party Bus takes you and three friends to Las Vegas for a two-night hotel stay at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. All you have to do is go to krock.com for all the details. We're just adding you, asking you to upload a little video of yourself and tell us why you want to be there, and then you'll be there. It's as, it's as simple as that, <laughs> krock.com. Allie is here. Time for another look at what's happening here on a Monday. You guys enjoy a good beer? Yeah! Yeah, sure. He's stand on the table. Wow. An enthusiastic, yes. It's weird that he's beating his chest, but we get it. Mugs, you love some beer. Well, the Apartment Guide site recently released a report of the 10 best cities for beer lovers in the United States. These are the cities that have the most breweries per capita. I'm not going to lie. I feel like running out the gate and getting those six-pack of Budweiser. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, before, I feel like it was always Portland, Oregon had yeah. the most brew pubs per capita, blah, blah, blah. I was just there, and they sure do. They have a ton, yeah. right? Uh, not in the top 10, you wow. guys. Wow. Not wow. in the top 10. I found that shocking. How about, um, I've heard Denver, Colorado is a good city for, for brewer, breweries. Uh, there are two uh, cities in Colorado, neither of which are Denver in mm. the top 10. Is one golden? Uh, nope. Wow. How about Milwaukee? Uh, no, I think uh, when we think of breweries, I think maybe we're thinking, you're thinking big but companies. Well, still, I think if there's companies there, they should have breweries. That would be one, though. Like, you're thinking... Oh, so you're saying, like, little yeah, IPAs like, or whatever. Exactly. Like, you're thinking of, you know, Budweiser. Oh, is St. Louis on there? Or I think it's now in Dubai or Massachusetts. whatever. Massachusetts. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I get it. Thank you, Bean. And uh, I love it. Uh, needles. Needles, Arizona? Yeah, needles. Okay, nope. Uh, That's a probably choice. just outside the All top right. ten. I have a legitimate okay. uh, guess. Uh, Seattle, Washington. Seattle is not in the top ten. Wow. I mean, what is, okay. I mean where are we? What the what hell? are we doing? Uh, let's, got none let's, of them. Uh, yeah. And San Antonio. Uh, no. This Come one. on. Okay. Kansas right. City. Nope. Salt Lake City. Now we're just nope. naming cities. Albany. <laughs> Albuquerque. Tucson. Corrupt. 
Rump is a great guy. Baton Rouge. Uh, number 10, Pensacola, Florida. Number 9, Fort Collins, Colorado. Number 8, Greenville, South Carolina. Number 7, Leesburg, Virginia. And wait, this is, again, this is cities that have lots of breweries. Yeah, the number of breweries per 100,000 people. In- okay. I'm not really under, I don't understand. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm with number that guy. 6, Vista, California. Number 5, Boulder, Colorado. Number four, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, come on. Number three, Kalamazoo. Bend, Oregon. Uh, if anyone had ever been uh, like those seagulls that we hear right now <laughs> to Portland, Maine, they would know a ton of breweries. In Whoa, Portland, I'm Maine. I'm like so super confused right now. There are 26 <laughs> breweries per 100,000 people, but coming in number one with 28 breweries per 100,000 people. It's going to be brump. <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> Asheville? What are Ten people in one brewery? How did you expect us to guess any of those, Ali? <laughs> so Honestly. Sad. Where were we supposed to pull Asheville out of our butts? Come on. I apologize. That's garbage. Here's the thing. A uh, lot of uh, beer festivals around the world, right? Lot That's baloney. Wine <laughs> that makes sense. I'm sorry, uh, Judge Judy. But now, guess what the hip, cool thing is? Because this of is awful! all of these spiked seltzer. I'm not seltzer, guessing anymore. You're not fooling because me, Because of right? all the spiked seltzer, a new spiked seltzer festival will soon blah, be happening. Blah, blah, blah. It's being called Fizz Fight. It's a one-day event, September 14th, and the brand White Claw is going to be hosting it. But they hope to bring it to Austin, Atlanta, L.A., Miami, New Orleans, San Diego, and Tucson in the future. Shut up, 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 shut up. Guys, where do you keep your ketchup? Oh, new story? It's quite a hot news thing. Wow. Really running through these things. Refrigerator? That's unbelievable. Okay. Refrigerator right. is not... I'm going to guess the trunk of my car. <laughs> I mean, if this is another ridiculously so bogus Let list. Let see remote. <laughs> In my back pocket. Well, we all know Cardi B is uh, known for speaking her mind on the internet. She talks about politics, talks about different rappers, everything. But she has sparked some controversy over her post about... How if you keep ketchup in the fridge, you are not to be trusted. Not to be trusted. Which prompted people to take pictures of the back of a bottle of ketchup that said refrigerate after opening. Um, And she's like, no, no, you keep it on the counter so it's nice and room temperature for your eggs in the morning. She does not refrigerate her ketchup. Hmm. Any of you? Uh, 100% you refrigerate your ketchup. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Like, it, it's the law? Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's recommended it's, no, it's, it's, recomm- it's recommended by the manufacturer. Like you just said, it's on the back of the bottle. Put it in the fridge. So <laughs> you're arguing with Cardi B. You're putting I, yourself I, above Cardi B. No, I'm not above. I'm just okay. saying I, I disagree with her. I think she's uh, she's misreading. Well, kind there of forever. Some, there are some things that you can get away with leaving out. Like, I'll leave butter out. I'm fine with leaving butter out. I don't Ew. think that has to go in the fridge. Really? Yeah. Right. Covered, you know. Where do you put it? Covered. Where do you put it? Are you, are you recording from a buoy? <laughs> there are more seagulls than usual today. Yeah. Um, no, just, He's not. just holding a buoy. <laughs> just uh, on a, you know, just like on a plate or something like that. 
<laughs> but yeah, ketchup needs to go in the fridge. Mustard needs to go in the fridge. Mayonnaise needs to go in the fridge. Absolutely. He's just kicking off seals. Like trying to get out of the So what are people saying to Cardi B? Just that she's crazy? Who cares? Agreed. Talk more about it. On a buoy. Oh, gosh. All right. Some birthdays for you. Yvette Nicole Brown, Cara Delevingne, Pete Sampras, Peter Krause, Julio Arias, and Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Want to pull up? A national treasure. Whites love that song. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I uh, I think it was just last week we did Who's the Dick with Kevin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we determined mostly that you were not the dick, didn't well, we? Well, only that I determined that I was the dick early enough in the story to change it. He yeah. saved okay. himself. Yeah. yeah, He saved himself. Dick and I was... I was a dick at some at one point in that story. <laughs> I think I think when we I did crazy. I think, I think the ruling was dick adjacent. That's yes. true. Yes. All right. Well, give me the reverb here because it's time once again for Kevin and Beans. Who's the dick? And this time it's Jensen's That's story. Right. That's right. Jensen. I rule Jensen, Jensen is the dick. Well, guys, a little early. Thanks for joining us, nope, everybody. A little early. Got to oh. tell you the story first. Right. Uh, so here's the thing. I was leaving. Uh, well, I was walking my dog. Let's 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 start from the beginning. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of squirrels and rabbits in my neighborhood, and my dog always, as all dogs, uh, become very attracted to these things. So they race at them, and, and so there was a time I saw a squirrel in my driveway, mm-hmm. and squirrel! and my <laughs> and, and uh, brunch. My dog uh, started to. Pull. Your dog's name is Brunch. He's so white. I okay. named him Brunch, right. and he, the dog started to pull me towards a squirrel, and I was like, "Oh, let that squirrel be." And then I was like, "Oh, that squirrel is squirrel! Really, really chilling, like just sort of sitting there." Brunch didn't scare him at all. Mm-hmm. And so I got closer, and the, the squirrel is in perfect normal position, like mm-hmm. like any squirrel, just on its feet, just sort of laying there. And I go, oh, oh, that squirrel's dead. Oh, that squirrel's dead. So I said, okay, I'll walk brunch, and then I'll come back, and since it's on my driveway, I will clean it off my driveway. Mm-hmm. He's dead. So we come back, I put brunch inside, and I look closer, and there's blood. Oh. The, the squirrel's in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's literally almost um, like cheesecake posing a little. Like, it's like <laughs> he's in a perfect position. Okay. Like, like a senior photo. Yes, hands like a, under se- the yeah, like a squirrel chin. senior okay. photo. And that's a weird. Well. That's a weird way to end up when you die. Extremely, and unless there, he just literally just died of organ failure, old age, and just like laid down while and, taking a senior picture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. in other words, rather than some sort of a trauma or anything like that, it's but almost like he just blood. There's blood, but not on him at all. Mm. Just around his like mouth area, like he coughed oh. up blood. Oh, right. God. And and it's startling. Very very startling. Yeah. Poor it, dude. It looked rough. So I uh, go inside. I tell Danielle, and she goes, "Well, we don't really." have you know maybe one of your shoe boxes uh which is difficult for me to do but i was like you know what it's a grave let's mm-hmm. do it so i go upstairs i cannot do it i physically can't, you can't pick which shoe box to no, take. no 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 i, I get the <laughs> shoe box i cannot take I, it, the squirrel's too normal it looks alive right it, it looks but you know it's I, I i don't know i oh. can't really tell why who dies like that who dies in normal position uh, and so i'm thinking to myself maybe he's gonna live i don't want to pick him up Danielle goes, why don't Wait, you... Wait, you couldn't tell for sure he was dead? Not really, no. You didn't poke him? No, that would be awful. 
Well, if you poked him and all of a sudden he was like, oh, thanks for that, and he ran away. That, that like, would be a happy ending a pulse to this in his story. neck, nothing? Guys, there was she blood. Give him mouth to mouth. <laughs> there was blood all around his body. It was like he was sacrificed okay. by pagans. Okay, okay, I'm telling you he was dead, and I didn't even see him, and I could tell he was dead. I assumed he was dead, but I Devil thought... Devil-worshipping squirrels but, offered him up. But also, I, to be honest, I was also chickening out a little. I, I He was too normal. It was like I would have moved his body and he it just didn't feel right. So okay. wait a second yeah. here. So if his head had been cut off, yes. he would have been fine with going out and picking up the pieces. Yeah, but much because easier. he was in one piece, you couldn't deal. Yes. He was too normal. Was, this is weird, you guys. You're the dick. No, well, hold on. Don't uh, make a decision oh, yet. Okay. And so I said to Danielle... Uh, you go do it, honey. Well, I thought about that. <laughs> Instead, I go, I go, you know what? I'm going to do it in the morning. Because then... Just to give him a fighting chance? Yeah, to give him a fighting <laughs> chance. So I was like, I'm going to... And so I text my mom at the same time, and I go, Mom, she is coming over in the morning to help with the baby. And I go, uh, can you, do you have a shovel? And she goes, uh, "Wow, a, a big shovel? I go, yeah, a big one. She goes, are we burying somebody? I said, no, I need it for the squirrel in the front. She goes, okay, no problem. I like that that's your mom's guess, though. Yeah, she figured we were going to kill, well kill Danielle or something. <laughs> and she, my mom goes, why don't you leave out water in case... He is alive, and that way he'll go to it when he wakes up. I go, no, nah, I'm too tired. So I went wow. to bed. Uh, I knew he was dead. Okay. okay. And so You uh, knew he was dead? Then why are you pausing and waiting overnight? I, I felt weird picking up what looked alive. He looked, I, I don't know. You, you just said you knew it was dead. I, I'd hope so. He wanted to sleep on it. Okay. <laughs> and so I wake up in the morning, and he's still there in the same pose, same senior photo. And uh, it's I go, a hell of a nap he's taking. Right? And I go, you know what? Not now. I'll do it when I get home. No, what? <gasps> yeah, I'll do it when I get home. I'm too big. I got to get to work. It's 4 a.m. And so I get in the car, drive off, make sure not to run him over again. And, uh, and again? I go, yeah, my mom goes, okay, I'll see you in a little. I'll have the shovel. I go, great. Uh, I it's get not home. what you want to hear from your mom ever. Right, right. I have the shovel. I, my mom texts me and goes, just got to the house. We have the shovel. He's gone. The squirrel's gone. squirrel's gone. So I assume... He's alive, or maybe I was right the whole time. But the truth is, I'm being told that he was most likely picked up by a bird. Right? Oh, I see. Oh. What do you mean you're being told by the other squirrels in the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the pagans. Uh, no. He's got his ear to A lot of people are like, oh, uh, you know, those things get picked up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so, it's, a, it's a food source at that point. Yeah. yeah. So now here's a couple questions I have. One. You're a complete baby. Is that a question? I, I don't think that's yeah, up for who's debate. Who's the baby? I right? know that's true. Jensen. I, okay, baby. Out, okay. I, I chickened out while trying to pick up a dead squirrel. But I wonder, did I now poison a bird? Did I now poison a bird? Oh, because you think the squirrel may have died via poison rather than just so. old age. He looked like the like the squirrel equivalent of like in a movie when a like a guy who's sick coughs into like a towel oh. and leaves like a red mark. That's what it was like around him on the drive. Uranium, yeah, radiation bad. poisoning. Yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> well, does somebody have poison out for the squirrels? I hope not. I mean, wouldn't you think that there's like rat poison or something out in someone's yard that he that he I would like guess that yeah. could happen. I the odds sure. are likely guess that so, yeah. it's somewhere in the area. So I ask you, did I not only allow a squirrel to die in cold blood, like a Johnny Cash song about squirrels, mm-hmm. or or <laughs> or did I also? Poison a bird that came to pick him up because you were too weak. Correct. <laughs> too much of a chicken to pick up a. I'm gonna. Bl- I'm ready to rule on too weak. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're ruling on, or no? No, it's t- it's mm. dick or not. Um, 
I mean, I, I, we don't have any way of knowing that there was poison involved. Correct. Well, honestly, I think yeah. you could sleep at night not being convinced that you poisoned a bird who picked up the squirrel because mm-hmm. there's no there's no real reason to suspect that he was poisoned. There are lots of things that could have gone. His wrong little arm was tied off though, and he had a needle in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a junkie squirrel. <laughs> but, uh, it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K R O Q Q. One sticker is all it takes for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with Billie Eilish and a brand new car. Scream as loud as you possibly can! You should see me in a crowd. What are you wondering? What do you know? I'm the bad guy. Duh. Get the new limited edition K-Rock Billie Eilish sticker at all SoCal Hot Topic stores. Your destination for pop culture and music merch. Take a selfie with the sticker and upload it at krock.com for your chance to win. Access to an intimate show with Billie Eilish for you and 20 friends. A meet and greet for two. And a brand new 2019 Honda Fit. You ready to go crazy? All the details at krock.com. This is Billie Eilish on the world famous K-Rock. Driven by your helpful SoCal Honda dealers and their random acts of helpfulness. Jimmy Pardo! Hey! Comedian and podcaster in studio with us here on the Kevin Meester. You're uh, you're a big music fan. You're down with the kids. Uh, you're, uh, I'm sure. Is he down with the kids? He's very much down okay. with the kids. You're in love with the music of Billie Eilish, as the rest of us are, I assume, right, Jimmy? Uh, of, of course. I mean, look, she's coming to the Hollywood Bowl, right? Isn't he? Or is that Lana <laughs> Del Rey? Lana Del Rey. That's Lana oh, Del Rey. Well, then Billy's playing somewhere, and she deserves. To be. <laughs> but you have that to. Music should be heard well, live. Question is that being? <laughs> but you have to uh, because this seems like the kind of album that Jimmy. And I know him so well. Would love. I think you're out of your skull, Billy Eilish. Yeah, it's no. You think Jimmy Pardo wearing a Chicago shirt would be real into <laughs> Billy Eilish? I really do because Jimmy appreciates a great pop song. I, Hello, I, I do, but it doesn't. I, I can't hear me. You can't hear. I can't hear me. Uh, all right, hang on. I uh, sort him out here. He's good. Uh, he sorted. I can now hear me. For I, a guy who does a podcast and uses <laughs> headphones and it. was all on microphone. me. 100% on right, me. I'm right. not blaming anybody in the room. Okay. You know what? The th- things were smoother when Chip was here. I'll say that. <laughs> hey, hey, no, watch yourself, Jimmy. I mean, it was watch really yourself. smooth sailing those days. Oh, no. <laughs> Never had any trouble. That's true. Uh, very correct true. about that. I, uh, listen, I, I don't, I, I, there's something, I, I don't, uh, uh, I hear you being, but uh, no, no, it's no. not. It's not for me. I, okay, that's, that's very my, interesting. Yeah, that's a great that's read, though. Being very interesting. Great read. Yeah, that's read. Read. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy yes. is in town this week. By the way, playing Feinstein's at Vitello's, which is in Studio City. That is going to be tomorrow night. Great Tickets meatballs. available now. Eventbrite.com. And falafel. Yeah. It does mm-hmm. sound. It sounds. Is that it just is, a restaurant? It is a restaurant. It's right? Vitello's. A very famous uh, Studio City. Uh, very good. You may have heard of you. It was in the uh, news for right. a, a little while. But comedians? About 20 years ago. Was that the 20... Robert Blake restaurant? So... Listen, you brought it up. I didn't. I, just, I, I was trying to sort around it. It is the Robert Blake restaurant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Are you the first act that back since they closed it down no, for that? No, I think Michael Feinstein was, has been there since uh, before uh, my arrival. Uh, no, I've actually done some stand-up there. they got a beautiful uh, upstairs. It's a j- basically a jazz club that... Uh, Wendy Liebman started doing some stand-up comedy shows there, and um, we reached out and said, hey, we're looking for somewhere new and interesting to do Never Not Funny Live, and I love the vibe of this 
it was just upstairs at Fatello's, and then Michael Feinstein threw his name on it. And um, so I guess now we legally have to do adult contemporary jazz in the middle of our show. Oh, well, okay. I think, yeah, I think we got to do. Uh, You're the guy for that. I'm the guy for that. You know that. Yeah. Uh, you guys can read me musically. <laughs> yeah. um, that sounds like a very classy room. To it's play. really classy. And it's not that big. It's only got 125 people. So even if it's half full, it seems full. Sure. I say. That's what you look for in advance in of room. our ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you? What are you going to do, Jimmy? A little uh, shadow of your smile, or what do you? What do you think you're going to pull out? I'm probably going to do. You know, in honor of my mother, who we lost about a year and a half ago, she and I danced. Oddly enough, you know, the, you do the um, the uh, uh, the mother son dance, mm-hmm. the father daughter dance at a wedding. My mom and I danced to Michael Feinstein's version of Pure Imagination. Oh, oh from Willy Wonka. Uh, yeah, from Willy Wonka. And he does a really great version of it. He and, sure does. Um, and so I, I may break out in a song and tears. Oh, so, dear. Oh, great show. Sounds fun. Seems Come like out to that. That <laughs> should be comedy. Not funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on brand. Yeah. It's very on brand. That is what you want. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Jimmy, we're always glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, we're delighted to see you. And we actually need your help on something oh, today. That sounds like you're wrapping it up. I thought you were no, coming no, no. this already. Thanks for coming. Always oh, great to have you. <laughs> Find snacks tomorrow. Go see him. See if we can get through without sobbing. All right. Go ahead. You need my assistance. We absolutely do need your assistance. Allie, bring uh, Jimmy and the audience uh, late to this conversation up to speed on the Cardi B controversy that is uh, that took over the internet this weekend. Well, Cardi B wound up tweeting something. Something along the lines of people that put their ketchup in the fridge are not to be trusted. What? Yeah, that's, yeah. that was our question. And we were surprised by that because all of us put ketchup in the fridge because it says on the bottle, refrigerate after opening. Okay. Yeah. But then another listener brought up that you can go to any diner in that's this country and see ketchup yeah. sitting out on the table not refrigerated, so what's the right thing to do? We're going to way, you as per a ruling. As well as stadiums. Like, if you were to go, they have a condiment set up. There's yeah, no, true. no ice or refrigeration, right? yeah. And we never question that, do we? No. Never. No. Yet at home, if mm-hmm. you walk, if you if I walked into your home and you just had the ketchup out, I would go, look at this animal. You're like, an why, animal. Yeah. Why is he doing this? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I don't trust that. Yes. <laughs> I go to Spilty Diner and go, well, the ketchup looks fresh. I'm great. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I don't, I, so I, don't, don't know. I, I can't be the arbiter on this. Mm. So did Cardi B uncover the the ugly underbelly of America here that we've all been doing it wrong? Like, did we just buy into the man telling us we should put it in the fridge? Our first reaction was just to doubt her, but now, yeah, maybe we're all wrong. We're all, but 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 we're not wrong about other like salad dressings. Is I guess is that the same deal? Although those seem to be at ice at restaurants. I mean, a vinaigrette. You don't need to put it in the fridge. What about a ranch or a honey mustard? Well, yeah, I feel like if there's dairy involved, sure. Thousand Island. Yeah. Sure. I'm out of my dressing. <laughs> that was about it. Those are my, those are my that top. Run. <laughs> okay. but then balsamic. It got, it got, see, it doesn't need to be. Doesn't it's need just to right be. on the table. Here's what Bean brought up off the air. Okay. Uh, he doesn't keep his butter yeah, that's, refrigerated. That's disgusting. Like old timey. Like you back know, in the day, like my great grandparents did. But he doesn't have a refrigerator. Oh, that was a cooler. Oh, that would do he yeah. a cooler with ice. <laughs> with just the ketchup and then just some ice in there? <laughs> I, have a, I have a donkey that delivers chunks of ice. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, I don't, I don't refrigerate the butter. You know why? Because is there anything worse than trying to butter toast, which I have every day, and having that cold-ass butter? You want the butter to be room temperature. I don't want so it to be referred to, to as ass butter, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll agree with Kevin on that. Uh, I also, you know, we just had this argument in my household uh, with somebody, I forget who was in, visiting, uh, mm-hmm. who said, uh, where's the butter? We said it's in the refrigerator. Oh, why don't you leave it out? And we were, and we went to say, we're like, leave it out? Yeah. yeah. What, what are you talking about? And then... Uh, same deal, like it, as what Bean just said. Why, why, why do you want to deal with chiseling it off? It is yeah. annoying when it's cold, but yeah. you would, maybe you could take it out a little bit before you eat. 
or yeah, something. Yeah, but that doesn't. Uh, I mean, what is that? It's not the same minutes? as room temperature. Yeah, exactly. And I you like, can al- you can also try microwaving it, but then, well, then you, 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 you get ready for popcorn. Yeah, yeah that's runny business. All right, here's here. This may be an answer from uh, thekitchen.com. Assistant producer Christine just looked this up on the ketchup. If you use ketchup often, as do restaurants and diners, just leave it out. Ketchup can be kept unrefrigerated for up to one month. There you go. But if you don't think you'll finish the bottle in that time frame, it's best to keep it in the refrigerator. I will not. We're about six six months, seven months on a ketchup bottle at home, maybe? Is that right? And it's fine. I I don't know, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know journalists. You said it as if. I know. And you said it as if it was the most important information you've heard all that. It's fine, right? You've been right. good. You've been good. My reaction was bad. Uh, that's on me. That's on me. I love your reaction. That's on me. It was my favorite reaction. Maybe the history of coming out of the show. Is that that Jimmy, right? You also, uh, I know you were a, a frequent, uh, several times a season visitor to Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Which, what's your condiment policy on a Dodger dog? Um, I, uh. Well, it, you cannot win with this. I'm tread, telling you right tread now. Light, tread lightly. Okay, I, I'll, I'll just be honest. Okay. That seems to be the best policy be. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go with, the, and I know this, I go ketchup, mustard, relish. And, I agree. And then just a sprinkling of onion because my stomach I, my stomach does not uh, tolerate them well. There Allie was are, trying to high five Jimmy just now. In the, like oh. a hot dog purist that if you put ketchup anywhere near yeah, a hot dog. what is that? Dog, I, shut up. Leave me alone. It's yeah, insanity, Matt Money Smith, if you're listening. Like those people are cool. Well, I grew up in Chicago where like it's sacrilege to put a to put ketchup on a mustard. Sure. And ketchup on a mustard? Mm-hmm. Ketchup sure, on a okay. hot dog. Uh, <laughs> so I don't I, I don't care. Why do you? What does it bother you when I put on my Amen. hot dog? Mind your own GD business. Whoa, strong words. I'm wow. So angry. Strong wow. words. Is that right? You like Bill, you, you like Billie Eilish though, right? Billie Eilish. <laughs> Love her. Love her. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Feinstein's at Vitello's in Studio City. Someone killed a dude there once. You should go see Jimmy Pardo. And now he's going to kill there. Kill with the comedy sure. on stage. Nope. Tickets as cheap as 15 bucks at podcast.com or eventbrite.com. Quick break. More with Jimmy Pardo right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Comedian Jimmy Pardo is in the studio. Well, sure the hell is. Good morning. Jimmy, Um, question for you. Yeah. We were talking a couple weeks ago about a guest canceling on the Conan O'Brien show 20 minutes before he was due to be there. Who was the guest, Ali? Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail. Right? Yeah. It was Kumail who mm-hmm. couldn't get away from Silicon Valley. He was taping, couldn't right. get away. So with 20 minutes left to go, no guest. Right. And Conan ended up interviewing his producer on the show. His assistant. His yeah. assistant, yeah, yeah. Apparently very, very funny. I was wondering in the seven and a half years that you worked with Conan if you ever had that experience where somebody dropped out like at the last second and people were running around like crazy people trying to fill the or spot. Or they use you. Uh, one time, they uh, I forget who the guest was, but they were maybe not going to make it and I was going to go home. And uh, Ashley was the uh, the talent person at the time. The, uh, and she's like, Jimmy, stick around. I might need you to run out there and, and be the third guest or second mm-hmm. guest. And, uh, and then that person showed up, and it was a uh, wah, wah. <laughs> I don't make SAG after money now. <laughs> um, I also, I, I thought that was really smart of him to use Sona. Uh, yeah. Instead of trying to book a comedian or somebody who then is uh, has the pressure to mm-hmm. perform or, oh, this is a make-or-break mm-hmm. interview, where Sona was like, it, it added to the, hey, that guy canceled. We didn't know what to do. Uh, get my assistant, who yeah, is, who is very charming and funny. She, oh, is, she is a delight. She is, uh, and one of, the, and I mean this sincerely, one of the kindest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. I wow. love her. She's That's a really nice good person. Yeah. Do you like this new half-hour format that Conan's doing? Sure. I, uh, you know, I'm not there anymore. He hasn't so seen it. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
you know, it's a step down from having Daddy in charge of getting that crowd ready. But uh, uh, you know, they he's seem, doing the best with what they, he's got left. They seem to be you know, treading the water best they can uh, well, uh, without Pardo. Jimmy, how come you can say Daddy in re- reference to yourself, but when Bean creepy when yeah. Bean says it, it's very creepy. I I will tell you when I say it, I I, I I'm glad you pulled that, it off. I'm glad you say that because yeah. I I think it's funny when I say it because it's mm. ridiculous. Right. But when I hear somebody else say it, I go, Oh, dude, you, you can't pull that off. Right. Like, like anybody, you it's pulled like, it off. Bean, absolutely no, not. That's okay. not Bean. But character. he follows up Daddy with something like Likey. Well, yeah. in case, oh, no, Daddy, no, no, no. Likey, in yeah. case yes. you need it, in case you need a refresher, here it is. Late night for Daddy. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Right? No. Help us convince It's like you're him. talking to a kitty cat. <laughs> oh, it's late night for Daddy. No time for Mannix tonight, Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do call it a kitty cat. Um, so, yes? <laughs> yeah, Daddy? What, what do you need? What does Daddy want? <laughs> um, Daddy sounded like he had a question. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of questions, but I also don't want to monopolize all the time because everybody well, wants a piece of Jimmy Pardo. Well, you know, you know what's happening in our house, uh, Daddy-related, is that yes. I, humorously, for humor, mm-hmm. I refer to my wife as mother. And uh, she oh, is it a Mike it? Pence not, joke? Kind it, of. It was pre Mike Pence. That actually the Mike Pence thing kind of took the wind out of my sails because I was doing it on stage. You know when Mother and I go out and, <laughs> and, like, and, and like, like Norman Bates. It does. Yeah, like, yeah. like it creepy does. and weird. Super creepy. And then Mike Pence made it even creepier and weirder. Sure. Uh, but I still do it around the house for comedy. Like I'll go. Uh, uh, who's ready to go for dinner? Mother, are you ready? And Oliver, my 11-year-old son, will go, Dad, you got to stop it. <laughs> Nobody thinks it's funny. And he doesn't realize that's all you want at uh, that moment that's, for his reaction? That's all I want. But I really I want it to be joyous. Um, yeah, so, really, though. So then I'll say father, and that is also unhappy. <laughs> like we're playing Scrabble. Father's I, better than daddy, though. i got to be honest. Uh, well, but not the way I, I'll say, uh, quickly, Oliver, come to father. <laughs> and here's where it started. This is 100% true. This okay. is why I started uh, using it for humor. Uh, Oliver and I were at Target. Uh, that is a local department store. Here. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. and, regional. Um, <laughs> it is regional. <laughs> and uh, there was a woman and her son, and the son was, uh, in her opinion, dilly-dallying. Right. And, and she went, um, Quick, uh, no business here for you. Follow mother. <laughs> and I looked at Oliver, who might have been sixth at the time, and even he understood how insane that was. And Were we just started with the handmaid's up. tale, right? <laughs> no business here for you now, Father Mother. Whoa. Yeah. Oh I know, right? Jimmy, does does Oliver think you're funny? And I ask that because, you know, at that age, a lot of times kids are already starting to turn on their parents. Oh, he, uh, he luckily he does. In fact, I just brought him to the improv with me two weeks ago. Where was that? He seen me warm up at Conan, which is a different animal. Right. Uh, but he saw me back out when the at, show was good. Back well, when back Conan before, was good. Before this new nonsense without Pardo, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but he saw me do a set at the Improv, and um, according to the staff, they said nobody was laughing harder than your son. Is that right? Oh, that's sweet. They, they said it was lovely. adorable. They, you know, adorable watching him back there crack up. And then when I got off, he's like, "Dad, you know what line I liked was this one." And I was like, "Oh, that was an, an ad lib. That was the first time I ever said." It. He goes, "Oh, Dad, you got to keep that. That's a great line." Oh, that's and, cool. Well, and then he took another drink. Uh, then he got hammered. <laughs> <laughs> two drink minimum. We follow the rules. Now here's a, uh, yeah, here's, a here's a nature versus nurture question. Then will Oliver grow up to be funny because he's grown up in your household, or is that something you kind of have to be kind of born with inherently? Oh, I think he's very very funny. I, I hope I, he has I, two I, funny parents. You got It's got to be a hand. Yeah, down. he's the spawn of two clowns. Yeah, <laughs> he, um, I think he's got it. He's got it. The, he's got the he's got the uh, the chops. Like he'll say stuff around the house that he's got the cadence, and it might not necessarily be hysterical yet because he's eleven. Right, but, but he's got the rhythm. He understands it. the comedy. Yeah, yeah, he does. And his favorite comedian is John Mulaney. 
Oh, All right. So you oh, can't wow. get better than that. Yeah. Even though his father in the house yeah, I mean, is a yeah. comedian. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> Are you a good dad? I I, I I like to, I hope so. I always... Let's go to line four. We've got an Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> or... I think I don't know. I think I am. I do the best I can. I bet trying, you are. Trying, like, uh, trying hard like everybody else. Just trying to. Why'd you ask that, Kevin? That's an awkward question. I just wanted to know if he thought he was a good father. That's all. I I hope so. I mean, I I always... uh, He is the sweetest, kindest, most polite little boy, and he gets complimented wherever he goes. Like, your son is so polite. He's so polite. And I always say, well, you know, uh, I'm on the road. It's his mother. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But... And she gets mad at me because she's like, you're underselling yourself. You you know, you're a big part of this. Would you encourage him if he wanted to go into show business, Jimmy? You know, we just had this conversation somewhere. It's like, if you don't encourage him, aren't you kind of making them be unhappy with life? And you're almost pushing him more towards, towards it. it. Yeah. yeah, but at the same yeah. time, I really hope he does anything but this. <laughs> but if this is what he wants to do, <laughs> what, was you, what was your parents' reaction to you going in the comedy room? Oh, my mom was 100 percent behind it, uh, and 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 my stepdad was. My my actual dad uh, was very very hesitant and skeptical, and mm-hmm. he kept on you know he kept on saying, "What's Plan B? What's the fallback?" and one time I asked to borrow money to take acting classes, and I said, I just want, I got, Dad, hey, Dad, I want to borrow money to take a class. I didn't even say what. He goes, yes, take a class. I go, an acting. I said, well, it's for an acting class. Yeah, and he already committed to the yes. Go, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, all right, we'll see how that goes, too. <laughs> uh, but then he came out to visit me here, and he and he saw the hard work that we put into what we do, you mm-hmm. know, with, with getting on stage every night or going to auditions and being told no and coming back and preparing for another audition. He's like, I had no idea how much you guys work. You know, I'm really impressed. And as That's time has gone on. That. Yeah. Now, that said, my dad always saw me early on. He saw me bomb. Every time he'd come, almost like a kid trying to impress his dad. Yeah. I would, uh, I would bomb. Like, my mom and stepdad would come, and I would kill. And my dad would come, and I mean, I would chew it so hard oh, that, wow. uh, in fact, one time my grandfather. And then he would say, father doesn't like that. Oh, father, no business here for you. Follow father. Into <laughs> <laughs> the family business. Uh, my grandfather, Saul, Salvador Pardo, uh, was at the show one time, and one of my cousins said to him, uh, what do you think, uh, Gramps? Is he uh, is he uh, getting better? And he went, Nope, he's just not funny. <laughs> like, Whoa. Wow. Okay. And you said, Have you seen the title of my podcast? For God's yeah, sake, I'm never not. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, outlive that old man anyway, right? So you got the last you're laugh. You're damn right. He's in the ground now. <laughs> and you're still here. He did a tight five at the funeral. Uh, funny right. now, Grandpa. <laughs> Like this now, <laughs> they were very good people. I uh, want to make clear in case right. any family's listening. We got to uh, we got to leave it there. Goodbye. Uh, another plug for tomorrow night, uh, Jimmy Feinstein's at Fatellos. It sounds very very yes, fun. It, it's in never Studio not, City. It's never not funny live, and with our guest, uh, of course, it's me and Matt Belknap and Elliot and Garen, the usual cast, and then Jen Kirkman is our guest. Oh, Fantastic. Oh, she's Great. delightful. Jen. Love her too. Yeah, yeah. That so is going to be so much fun. Podcast.com or Eventbrite.com if you want to buy those tickets on sale now. Just 15 bucks. It's tomorrow night in the Valley. Let's hear it for the great Jimmy Parker. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Hey, Allie McKay. Hey, Bean. What's happening on this Monday? A lot of uh, people writing about a movie that nobody really knew existed. Uh, The Post, page six, writing about this movie. It was Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. They made an indie back in the mid-90s before they were household names. Gosh, I love movies. They ad-libbed the whole film, um, which has been banned from ever being shown in Canada. Love it. It's dubbed Don's Plum, and page six says it was shot over six days and tells the story of a group of 20-something guys who get together at an L.A. diner with a new girl every weekend. DiCaprio plays Rude Derek, whose standout lines are, Do you girls masturbate at all? 
And I'll effing throw a bottle at your face, you goddamn whore. Wow. And, uh, is this a documentary? Uh, well, the pair are reportedly <laughs> afraid that while they didn't portray themselves, viewers would associate them with the character's behavior. How was this movie killed at the time? I don't and know. Do, does, it, was every existing copy destroyed? How is this never leaked? I don't know. All of a sudden, everybody's writing about this film. And hmm. this is during the pea posse days. Uh, yes, they hmm. were known as the... Yeah. Pee posse mm-hmm. back then. Skirt chasing party boys back then in the 90s. So mm. all I know is I've never wanted to see a movie more than Don's Plum. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's just that simple. I mean, DiCaprio and Maguire. I, That's crazy. Known as, as big improvers. And by the way, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's current girlfriend mm-hmm. is 22. And this movie, his girlfriend was 22 probably when this movie was made. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, she she aged out uh, decades ago, for right. sure. Yeah. Racketeering, pimping, hmm? money laundering, what? loan sharking, pimp. I don't know about any wow. of that. But again, I haven't seen the movie. Nobody, yeah. nobody has. You guys, you want to see a Baywatch documentary? No. Uh Baywatch, the documentary, is going to dive into the cultural impact of the long-running show that ran from 1989 to 2001, then adapted into a 2017 movie starring Dwayne Lerock Johnson and Zac Efron. They've already got David Hasselhoff, uh, Nicole Eggert, David Chokichi, Alexander Paul. Oh, how'd they get all them? Gina they Lee Nolan, them? Jason Simmons, Jeremy Jackson. Oh, geez. They, they are, were all available for this? They I are can't all believe it. confirmed to participate. Um, no word yet on Pamela Anderson or Carmen Electra. Kind of uh, two that Seems you would important. hope to mm. be in there. Absolutely. <laughs> they would like to begin production this month or next. But are we... Are we demanding no. a documentary on the cultural impact of Baywatch? I gotta tell you, though, so. it was the number one show in the world for a lot yeah. of years. Well, Germans love David Hasselhoff. Sure. Don't hassle the Hoff. This is a mess. Bean, any interest? No. Okay. Okay, cool. You know, we always... And I'll watch a documentary on anything, yeah, you and will. I'm out on this. You really will. We always say things whenever there's something horrible that happens in the news. We feel like we don't know how to help. You feel helpless. You feel lost. Well, this is uh, about two different singers that have done pretty amazing things. The first, Lady Gaga. She has promised to fund all project needs in 162 classrooms in El Paso, Texas, Dayton, Ohio, and Gilroy, California. Good for you. To help the communities devastated by the mass shootings. Her charitable organization called the Born This Way Foundation is partnering with DonorsChoose.org and they're arranging funding aid for all those classrooms, mm. which is unbelievable, you Lady guys. Gaga! And she said she just wants to channel her confusion, frustration, and fury into hope. That's an incredible bit. No, that's an amazing, amazing woman. Uh, Next up is Lana Del Rey, who released a song on Friday in response to the recent string of mass shootings. And she wound up tweeting, thinking of everyone this morning, we finished our song and just want to let you know all of my proceeds are going to Gilroy Garlic Festival Victims Relief Fund. Obviously. El Paso Community Relief Fund. Obviously. I mean, 
at any point, like these are two great stories. Maybe we don't need the sound bites uh, okay. taking away from them. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, and the Dayton Foundation. And she released this song on Friday. And here's Looking for America. I'm still looking for my own version of America. One without the gun where the flag can freely fly. Nice. That's so, fantastic. All proceeds going to those funds, which is amazing. Uh, of course, her album, Norman Effing Rockwell, is due out at the end of the month. And she also released Season of the Witch, a cover that she recorded for Guillermo del Toro's new film that just came out, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's also very good. Yeah. Doing the right things, you guys. That's sad. Um, any of you uh, any good at hacking? Nope. Um, Why would you ask that? Maybe you're I think good, I'm at, good at, at getting hacked. I think I'm good at that. I feel like Kevin just <laughs> spoke uh, volumes in that, what he just said. Please. Do I strike you as a hacker? I feel like you could be. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You'd never suspect him. Means because I've created this dumb guy character exactly. on the radio, which, by right. the way, I'm putting in air quotes, and I don't know why I think <laughs> you can see it. Um, yeah. Well, Here, Apple... here's what people don't know about Kevin, and why we're, we find it hard to believe he's a hacker. He gets locked out of his own email like four times a month, multiple oh, times that's a month ridiculous. for sure. Mm-hmm. Five, six, easy. Yeah. Okay. Anytime you hear uh, Kevin yell from the corner, because he's corner boy, that's where he sits. Hey, can you ask Dave what my password is? <laughs> we know he's locked out again. I'm not a smart guy. Listen. Well, Apple is offering a $1 million reward to anyone who can hack an iPhone. Hack! That is part of the company's newly expanded bug bounty program. Previously, the program program was invite-only. Highest reward was $200,000, but for the first time... It's going to include all Apple platforms. And the full $1 million will go to a hacker who can gain full control of an iPhone without the phone's owner interacting with it. I don't know a lot about business, but he did an internet, and now the computers like him, and Wall Street is Google. (laughs) (laughs) She's in charge of everything, you guys, that woman right there. But this is something that they do before they release a new... um, a new version of something. A lot of companies they do this, They yeah. have a lot of people mm-hmm. just try and hack it, and then they work out those bugs so people can't do it, and then they waste a ton of money once it's already released. But a million dollars. Yeah, that's something. That's a, that's a good chunk of change, you guys. You could look it up on the internet. It's up there somewhere. Uh-huh. It is, yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. It's Okay. All right. Slash R and then all one word R O T R K R O Q. Okay. That's www. Facebook. Com slash R O T R K R O Q. He is killing the internet right now. Okay, I think we got it. You guys uh, need that website one more time? Or are you good? <laughs> you know, okay. Well, one more time. Maybe one more time. Oh, now I gotta find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all right. I could. I, yes, fine. W- okay. W- oh, thank you. Thank you. Dot 
Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, Facebook. Dot com. I'm writing this down. Okay, good. Slash. Slash. Mm-hmm. R, and then oh. all one word. Oh, R-O-T-R-K-R-O-Q. Okay, I got one word. Is that part of the address? You're talking. Facebook.com slash R-O-T-R-K-R-O-Q. If you agree with me, go to Joe 303. Three O and help me in this fight. Okay. I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Some birthdays for you guys. Lakeith Stanfield, Vet hey. Nicole Brown, Cara Delevingne, Pete Sampras, Peter Krause, Julio Urias. And one of the greatest rappers of all time for white people, <laughs> Sir mm-hmm. Mix-a-Lot. I like big bucks and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough, cause you notice that. That's what's happening. Hey, Carol, in your drive home today, listen to Stryker and Klein's commercial free for all. It's a 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. You know, uh, when you get proposed to, sometimes people hide the ring. That doesn't always work out. I see. It seems like there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. Everything has to be a production now. It can't just be, hey, open a box and I'll put it on your finger. Yeah, well, it's worth a couple right? dings. <laughs> also, uh, we're doing Kevin's uh, Party Bus to Vegas. It's a singles party. You can go to krock.com and upload your video if you'd like to join us. And comedian Joel McHale will join hey. us Ooh. in studio tomorrow as well. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Beat it to me. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.